What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. More Watts. More Watts. More Watts podcast. More Watts podcast. Is it the More Watts podcast or just More Watts for people that don't know? More Watts. More Watts. But All it's right. a podcast. But it is a podcast. Yeah. Um, thank y'all for joining us again. We appreciate all the love we've been getting, whether it's through YouTube, please subscribe. Yes. Spotify, please subscribe. That's it. Instagram, please follow us. You already know what it is. <laughs> Am I missing something? That's SoundCloud, it. please follow us. Yes, yes. <laughs> or follow if you us see us in Strava, Strava, yeah. you can join us on Zwift. If you search Black Watts Cycling on Zwift, we on there. Uh, lighten up the, the streets of Zwift. I like the in person uh, love better, the most. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for those of you that are across the country or across the world that, that, that tune in. Uh, but for those of you that are new, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Tron Rides on IG. I'm Chad. Um, follow me on IG, Chad Ben It. It's Ock. Um, you can follow me at Black Watch Cycling on IG. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> so it's easy. like, yo, we're how many episodes in and we always laugh at You're this? Because right, it's always <laughs> funny because it's like, no IG Ock. <laughs> it's always hilarious. It is. It's just what it is. Um, but, uh, yes, one thing I do want to mention... We're doing something super special because we're actually trying to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. We're actually going to do a giveaway of a hammerhead once we hit a thousand. Once we hit a thousand, all of the thousand subscribers will have a chance to win a new hammerhead bike computer. Yeah. Brand we'll new. do a raffle. We'll It'll do a raffle. Fresh new in the box, all that. Yeah, no plastic off of it. <laughs> we ain't use it. We ain't fall and try to replace it. No. This Wait, is but why y'all. is that a thing? Why y'all bring that up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so saying, I feel up. like that may be a slight against me because, you know, I'm, I'm return king. <laughs> <laughs> returning products? I'm reti- no. I, yo, I stay returning products. No, Chris will return a product in a heartbeat. I would. So if I'm it ain't sorry. working for me, it's going back. It's going <laughs> I, back. Re- I, I respect that. Yeah. So, yes, please subscribe to our YouTube. The link is at the bottom right here yeah. and hit us up comment like subscribe we appreciate y'all it's also folks man yeah Pass you the know word around so but um yeah i want to just take a second to recap which episode was it four it's four yeah four. episode four we we caused some trouble we did oh, well you know what it was it, 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 i don't think it was trouble right um so what we're talking about is <laughs> episode <laughs> <laughs> Episode four, you know, got some folks talking because we were, and specifically when we were talking about the bike industry and some things that we think need to change. Um, I mean, you know, like we still stand by everything that we said because I'm not taking shit back. These are these are our experiences. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) these are our experiences, and also just the way we uh, we we would approach the business coming from you know, different industries, right? Because we think that there's a lot of ways that the cycling industry as a whole can adapt and adopt a ton of things that are working in in other industries. Um, And the last, in that, in episode four, we were, I mean, just openly speaking about the state of the industry from our perspective. We're not, you know, work for any of these bike companies or or apparel companies or whatever, but we are end users or consumers in that, in that manner. And so are most of the people that we know, like everybody that we know in cycling some kind of way as an end user, whether you buy a bike, apparel, whatever, and uh, and 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 your your our perspective counts, if not the most. Like that that perspective counts the most. So, um, and that's where we were at with it. Those are the things that we spoke about, 
And, uh, yeah, we stand by that stuff, man. Absolutely. And if you think our perspective doesn't count, that's exactly what's wrong with the industry today. (laughs) I'm just being honest with you. That's exactly the problem is that, you know, you've been operating in this archaic matter for, for decades. And now that, you know, you've had an opportunity to hear three gentlemen, gentlemen speak on behalf of their perspective with the cycling industry, it's a problem for you, you know, and, you know, like instead of taking opportunity to step back and kind of hear our perspective and just, you know, like just kind of like disregard it. Like, yeah. oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a missed opportunity for open one open dialogue yeah. because no one directly has come to us and said what they disagreed with. I mean, but we heard through secondary parties. That's trash. It may be, but I mean, but look, I, what what I'll say is we're open to all dialogue. Absolutely. Right? Like, so if you ever want to have a conversation with us, you want to share some not some some light on some things that we aren't as knowledgeable about. If you want to give us some history, which because by the way, there are things I, I totally get it that there are some things in certain industries that are just pain points that are difficult to get around. Right. Right. Like some there's just some things that you, it's just hard to get around due to the nature of how the industry is currently constructed and how uh, supply chains work and a bunch of other things. Speaking of those things, shouldn't ruffle feathers, though. Um, so even if they are pain points, then just because they get bought up, shouldn't you yeah. know, upset the, 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 the industry insiders. I do want to say that um, there were several people that were, you know, just like us that are end users um, that made comments on Instagram, and I just want to shout those people out. Like, they were speaking on, uh, yes, there needs to be people in the room. It needs to be black women in the room yes. and that's a fact. So yes. we, we, facts. we meant period, like whoever needs to be in that space to, to guide these, these, uh, corporations to the, to the, at least down a path that we can look at and be like, all right, that's what's, that's what's up. Um, they were speaking on, on that. Like there needs to be those people in the room and we agree. Yeah. yeah. We need more black women cycling period. period. Yeah. You know, because that just helps the sport. It's, it's almost, it's a, it's a it's a double whammy when you have someone black, and then you have someone that's a black woman. Yeah. In the sport. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and not only that, like, you know, we're pro black, right? Like, we are for things that benefit the black community, uh, but that doesn't mean that we are anti any other community, right? Like, so the room needs to represent the cycling community. And I don't mean like in terms of strict numbers, like, well, African-Americans make, or black Americans make up 18% of the population. So 18% of the people that are on the board, 18% of the people that are in the C-suite. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is actually different than that. If you're trying to reach a community, then that community needs to be overwhelmingly represented and that outreach to that community. Especially since when you <laughs> reach that community, the translation is if you're trying to get dollars out of this community and, and you're, you're marketing to them specifically, but you don't, you're not using that same community base to advise you on how to or like what that language is or what that culture speaks about, then yeah. I just think you're bugging out. I, and when we talk about it, we're saying it in a, in a helpful manner. Like you probably need to do X, Y, and Z. We're not, it's not a condemnation. It's like, oh, you Messing up, bro. Like, yes. <laughs> you're messing up. Like, but yeah. again, so. because we're pro-black doesn't mean that if you're not black that you can't join Black Watch Cycling Club. Yeah. It does not mean that you can't ride with us. It does not mean that we don't have open arms and welcome you with love 
and nothing but good tidings. Yeah. You know, like, so please don't confuse the two things, mm. right? Like, yeah. I can love my culture. I can love my people. I can love myself. And it's not an affront to anyone else. Yeah, um, Black Watts is a representation of uh, inclusivity in the cycling community. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not exclusivity. Right. You know, so, like, when we talk about these things, it's because we want to see a broader audience amongst people on the road, yep. not saying we want just black people Correct. on the road cycling. Correct. Correct. So don't get it fucked up. <laughs> that's real shit. Boy. Yeah, like, you know, because I think that's the issue that, or that's the problem that we're seeing from our perspective is that when we say things like, yo, we need more black people in the room, it's... Because one, there are none in the room. And when you look at the, the table of people making decisions at these brands, not just cycling brands. Period. Yeah. Just period. period. And yes. I think we, we made that clear. We were talking, we gave examples we across the board, different industries, different. Uh, yes. Like. We know, made that very clear. Yeah. Arc, sorry. We, we made that very clear in the, the, what we heard from the people that had challenges with our podcast was they were so hyper focused in on the cycling facts and were totally oblivious to the the idea of what we were saying was yo we need more inclusivity amongst the industry and the reason why there isn't and why things are looking the way they are in the industry is because it 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 doesn't exist yeah you know, like someone had an issue with, we talked about margins and, yo, you can't get around the fact that no matter when you go to a car dealership or <laughs> you go to a bike shop, someone is always going to ask for a discount Period. because the justification for the price isn't very clear. There is no, con- there's no, there's no consultation. There's no education. Yeah. And so it leads people to the idea that there's, there's something being hidden in the price of the bike. And so the whole point of the platform that we presented, which is the More Watts podcast, is to educate the consumers to understand the cost of the business. And so if there's no transparency and there's no communication, yes, someone's going to walk in and ask for a discount. Yeah, and, and by the way, yeah. and, and, car, you know, bike, yeah. car, bike, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right? matter. And we understand that we're in a capitalist economy, right? Like, so profit is going to be bundled in, right? So I'm... I'm always of the attitude of if we're talking about a product that's driven for profit's sake, then I just make the decision of yes or no. Like it's either for me or it's not. Right. Right. Like, so I don't, your your profit margin is your profit margin. The profits that you need to build in are just that. And you have your rationale as to why that needs to be there. It could be shareholder value. It could be, you know, C-suite pay payments. It could be, you know, staff equity it can be whatever you decide you want it to be right so that's not lost on us but i when we talk about transparency and and pricing what we don't understand is how bikes in 2019 cost a certain amount but same bikes in 2022 that have not changed the frames have not and again we're we're talking across the entire industry there are many manufacturers that have made very small changes to their frames and have increased the price manufacturers of wheels that have made small changes to their wheels but in, in, increased the price 20 30 percent and we've been told when asked and that's because of who we are right that it's you know supply you know it's 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 supply 
right? Like the, the, the supply has gone up because of COVID, right? I'm sorry, the demand for certain things has gone up because of COVID or all the new riders that have come in and the cost of said materials has gone up because of COVID. So we get it. We even get the inflationary costs, but it, it'll be helpful if we, if we can understand and see that. The reason why the average consumer, when they go out to eat, spend money on five-star restaurants or farm-to-table is because there's a level of trust and understanding that the food that they're, that they're eating is pure. It's grass-fed. It's locally grown. You understand there's a cost behind that, and it's typically listed on the menu. I don't, I don't eat beef, but if you go eat five-star at a five-star restaurant and you're getting a Wagyu steak, it is an understanding that that steak is coming from somewhere of what, like high quality. It's yeah. grass yeah. fed. Yeah. It's how it's how the animal was taken care of. It's how yeah. the animal was taken care of. Yeah. That where is where it's a, coming from. The transport, like there's a there's yeah. a, a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of there. stuff, right? But the, we understand that there's yeah. a level of transparency that has been shown on the menu, right? Yeah. In most cases, yeah. that makes you say, okay, I've spent X amount of dollars for that steak. That is what's missing from the 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 bike industry. And if I were to compare like the bike industry to the automotive industry, at least in the automotive industry, there's like a breakdown of cost. That's true. <laughs> they, they do on, on your sticker. Yeah. On, on your, your sticker, sticker, you do see what all the other, you see, you see what's included in yep. the main cost. And then you see all the add-ons. Yeah. That is true. You see all the add-ons. That is not what's happening. You don't know why this bike costs $14,000. You just know it's top end. You don't understand what the group set cost. You don't understand what the wheels cost. You don't understand what the the chain cost. The look the the tire. Yo, can we, I, can I, we, can, like, wait, I wait? Can I, I think I put it's, somebody on the board right quick. Put somebody on the summer jam screen. Go ahead. I can, no, I, I was just gonna. Say, oh. No, I was just gonna say. I think it's it's understood that it's is is clearly somewhat of a, a of a luxury item, right? It's not in every. There are bikes can be yes. commuter bikes can be, but what we're speaking of and. You know what I mean? The rides that we're doing and the people that we come across, clearly these these items are, are somewhat of a luxury item. It still doesn't, the justification just for that price tag still needs to be, still needs, still needs to it be needs there. to be clear. That's all. I mean, if you go to buy a car, yes, duh, 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 there's an MSRP. Obviously, the man selling the car has to get paid. So there's some play yeah, there. Yes, you can absolutely. move That's around with yeah. the, has the to money. Be built but, in. Yeah. But, uh, but yo, who I want to, here's, here's, here's what I want to put on the summer jam screen. You know, let's talk about specialized and narrow lace sprint. This is the most egregious, right? <laughs> this is the most egregious because shout out to Canyon Trek, Giant. Um, there are a few. I think Cannondale has done a good job. I think BMC, for the most part, has done a good job of keeping their bike pricing pretty. This frames, talking about frames, like when you buy raw frames, right? Because you know the man, the big manufacturers of the bicycles, they still have to get their parts from every place else. Of course. I want to bring up Specialized because the LA Sprint. When I got my first bike in June of 2020, the LA Sprint with disc, disc brake frame, not one of the special artist frame editions, was $1,500. The artist editions were like $1,800 to $1,900. Ask me how much the LA Sprint frame is right now. The new Go ahead. One. The new one. Just the oh, frame. It but like, it's carbon, yes? It's no. It was always carbon. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's not. Aluminum. It's aluminum. It's aluminum. It's still aluminum. Isn't it uh, $3,500? $3, $3, oh, it's integrated and the, the, the welding is different. 
I mean, no, I'm just saying that's the listen. <laughs> that's what the that justifies is. the cost. And so, what, what what I'm saying is like, so so this is what we're talking about, right? Like how Specialized took a bike that was beloved. People who race Criteriums love the LA Sprint. Like they love the. We Cat about 13. to piss somebody off. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Bro, but th- but this this, but this is the best example of that because it's the most egregious. I was asked by someone on a group ride who was thinking about getting a bike. And they were like, yeah, you know, we talked about different manufacturers. He's like, I think I'm going to get a Specialized. And we were talking about different Specialized bikes. And he was like, wait, my, 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 my cousin bought this bike and it was like, you know, $2,500 or whatever for the LA Sprint, yeah. right? He's like, now, but for me to buy the same bike, it's like $5,500. And I said, well, shit, the, the change in price is the frame. The frame doubled in price. Because the components still cost the same. The component, well, Mm-hmm. I, we want, I, I, hold on. Let's, let's also put Shimano up there, right? Shimano has done away with mechanical group sets. Why? We don't know. Okay. I think profit margins are, are an issue there. Okay. Fine. Their 105 electronic group set is so fucking expensive. Their 105 is like their base. Okay. Yes, they got Tiagra, they got the trashy stuff. But I mean, like a high quality. Really good Grupo. Yeah. Their 105 electronic group set is absurdly expensive. It is. Versus the mechanic. Remember, it's going from mechanical. The Durace mechanical and the Durace electronic. There was a difference in price, but, yo, the mechanical 105 was like a few hundred dollars. Now it's like $2,800. That's it's, a huge And it makes change. you question the it makes you question the full price of a bike. Yes. You know, like if you're going to get... a the new Altegra group set with an aluminum frame, you're looking like, I'm going to just go get this carbon frame over yeah. here. This full full setup carbon bike. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't make it easy for you to, to to make the decision on whether you should go aluminum or carbon because you could always find a full setup on carbon as opposed to aluminum. And I'm just saying, right, like, you know, things like tires, there's pricing pressure. You can only go so much. You can't charge $250 for a tire, per tire. Like, nobody's going to buy it. It's going to be a revolt in the streets. They're going to burn your tires like the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Right? It's not going to happen. But because you need group sets, right? And, and again, the 105 is supposed to be the lowest price. So, automatically, if, if the 105 group set is costing the manufacturer who's buying it directly B2B, yeah. doubled or tripled in price, that's going to end up being in, on the bike. It's going to. That's why it's cheaper now to just buy the whole bike because when you try to buy the requisite parts, if you're just starting off fresh, it's ridiculous. I think that I think that sprint, the the new one at least was. They, I believe they tried to capitalize on the market push for people who run Criteriums were looking for used frames or looking for allays. The whole yeah, time for a, a big double for the a, price, damn it, it is. It. I mean, they added some technology to it. At least they called it that. I'm is not sure. Bro, they I don't, they hey, just look. changed the or well. Is that if a you integrate enhancement, come on, man. <laughs> I'll try y'all, babe. Come but on, if, if they integrated it, I, I don't. Hey, as far as the, the when people start turning up on prices, they're gonna give you a reason why. They're gonna give you a a, 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 a salesman reason why, and then there's an actual reason why. Whether it's justified or not, that's what it is. That's what it is out in the streets. It costs this much money. You're trying to buy it or not. And I don't, I can't, if you call it egregious, yeah, but to me, it it, it plays itself out so people could be like, no, nah, I'm not rocking with that. 
I, I want us to, to be informed to make yeah, the decision. It, like, man, later for that bullshit. I, it, I, it hurts the bike shops, the independent bike shops that are putting, because Specialized, Specialized does a phenomenal job at marketing, right? And so, like, all these uh, independent-owned bike shops are putting a lay sprint in the bike shop, and now you're, you've got... This a lace sprint over here, aluminum, and then you've got this other manufacturer that's carbon with the same price point. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you justify that? Someone who's the, not a crit user. There you go. That's what I was gonna you say. You know, if someone who's not a yeah. crit user and someone that says, "Look, I'm list, I'm I'm looking to casually start riding. My my budget is four grand. You've got this a lace sprint that's thirty five, and you've got this." Baseline, Amanda, what is it, the SL? Yeah. Right, SL? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same price, right? Around the same price. Mm-hmm. No, Trek is, Trek is cheaper. Four. No, it's for no, like the ALR is cheaper. Yeah. ALR, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Car- Like the baseline carbon. Yes. 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 So, yes. like, you're independent. You're not You're not for Trek or special. You just have a bike shop. You just have a bike shop. All right. Which one are you pushing? One that'll be easy, easy to sell. Or the one with the greater margin. Oh, I'm a bike shit. shop. That's it. Yeah. That's that's my only. What else? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm shaking lo- the I, table. I, yeah, no. <laughs> meaning I might be loyal to like like some some either either whether you're a small bike shop, but you may have like listen. I I got a rep from Specialized. I get Specialized. I can mm-hmm. get those bikes. Whatever the the case is. So you might not be like I'm brand specific. You might not be, but you might have a loyalty to it. But if you're just an independent bike shop, then of course, like why would that? That can't be wrong. I'm looking for the greatest margin. Where is that going to come from? Which one of these yes. bikes is going to give me that? And I know we spoke about that, and we got a little pushback. Like you guys don't know. Like I, I don't have to know your insider trade secrets to know. You know what I mean? Like if I shop, if I'm shopping for something, I know what's best for yes. me. Yeah. So that's the only thing I really yeah. need to be aware really, of. I don't really want to know your margins to be honest with you. I just want you to. To put me on the, the the best option, yeah. As a yeah. consumer, yeah. Period. It's got nothing to do with anything else. At the end of the day, when we strip all this away, we're still consumers. We all own our businesses, but we're in business because what? We understand that there needs to be a margin in whatever yeah. we're offering as a product. Yeah. So we understand that piece. We're not dumb to that. We need to make money. <laughs> yeah, we need to make money or else Split. we can't buy the bikes. But anyways, the whole point is, yo, you have to talk to the consumers and have a level of transparency in whatever you're selling, not just bikes. Yeah. You know, like I think that was one of the points that we were making but also the second point, which we've been talking about forever, was inclusivity yes. in the cycling industry. Yes. Like when you're not speaking to a specific consumer, you're actually losing. Like you're losing this battle because when we look in the next 15 or 20 years, we, we're all going to look like vastly like the same. <laughs> oh, you mean the, just the demographic yeah. makeup? Yeah, the demographic makeup, we're all going to look the yeah. same. Yeah. So as a brand, if you're not speaking to us, if you're not even attempting to speak to us, you're losing. Yeah. Oh, and one point of correction. Specialized has corrected the price on, I just checked, Specialized corrected the price on the uh, Sprint. Now it's $1,800. For the frame? For the frame. For the frame. 
Okay, so you're still spending about four grand with yeah. the group set. Yeah, with the group set, you're still you're still spending about. I mean, they they have their comp version, I think, which is like thirty three. But I remember when it. I'm speaking from when it first came out. It was wildly expensive. So. Chris trying to present, you know, prevent himself from getting beat up. No, 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 no. <laughs> but because I, I I self-corrected here because I'm I'm sending the message that we just want to give factual information. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like we're not out to be like gotcha, like you know yeah. that, that that's not it. But the larger messaging is that transparency helps, right? That, it, you know, within that transparency, understanding that the group set that you have is changing the pricing of the bike matters. And we're yeah. talking about for people who just got their bike from, you know, a hand-me-down bike possibly, or just was riding whatever was available, because they got it as a gift from a family member or something that was affordable, and now they've been cycling, they want to go to that next bike. It's intimidating that that, that price point is mid five, mid four figures. Yeah, sometimes. You know, five thousand, six thousand dollars for a bicycle is is intimidating. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it, it, it's it's a a little bit of advice. So even if you're if you can stomach it or you know the time that it takes to do so but sometimes like sourcing the parts and putting your bike together yourself may turn out to be a better option yeah for it people. could be i and actually enjoy that as an option like just getting the frame and building it myself to yeah. understand the cost of things yeah, yeah. and good local bike shops will talk you talk to you about that yeah. meaning that you don't have to do it but they'll if you go in good local bike shops will say what's your price point all right here are some options that I can have for you. Mm -hmm. Like the really good ones will say, all right, we'll take a little bit of this. We'll take a little bit of that. We'll take a little bit of this. The not so good local bike shops will just be like, well, this is what I got. Yeah. It's already put together on the floor. You buying it or nah? Right. So, you know, like, so, so. Also, what I don't want to get lost is that we were talking about inclusivity and having more people in a room. Yeah. Right, having a more diverse room. That's the motto, baby. You need it to say it that, has bro. to be there. It has to be there. Yeah. To bring it on home for y'all, did anyone? Did both of y'all save for your first car? Save up. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I bought my first car myself in high school. How I much? How, how much was it? If you a thousand dollars. How hard was it for you to reach, to reach that thousand dollars? Oh my god, that shit took like. Four years, son. So you have to understand. Yeah, so you have to understand. <laughs> like, like basically, I got in my senior year, right? Like, I was working my last <laughs> year. Yeah, putting a little bit aside. So you got to understand, for adults. someone to spend $13,000 on a bike versus the hard work you put in to get to $1,000 on the car. Do you understand where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a, yo, it's it's a hard pill to swallow. It is. To, to make a purchase of that magnitude, especially for us that live in the Northeast where we can only ride our bike for maybe eight months out of the year. Ha. Yes. You're being generous. Yeah. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. For the average rider. This is how I know y'all love cycling. When I see you outside, I already know you love it. Cause I know what you spent on that bike. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's a, it's a leisure item. Like you spent some bread just to be like, yeah, this is just for my sanity, for my peace yeah. of mind. Like I love it. Yeah. I know you love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that I means that when you take the step, to spend that three thousand, even if it's three thousand dollars, I don't right? what? Hell yeah! That means that you're you're investing into this industry, and if you made that step, the doors should be open. It should be hallelujah music playing. The sun should come out, you know, and it should be like people welcoming you in. Like, come on in, yeah, right, like, yeah, thank you for joining us, you know, like, and it should always feel like that, yeah, right. Um, can I transition to all clubs? 
Cause I was gonna make as long as y'all not mad at us no more. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 you know, like come, come talk to us. Come talk to us. No, seriously, like if 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 you want to have more dialogue about this, about the industry, like how again, not pricing in the industry because we we don't run pricing models for you. Yeah, right? but how consumers receive, like particularly new consumers. Yeah, right. Even those of us that have the resources, right? Like it's still expensive. No, but that the learning curve is is there. It doesn't matter. Like from us who ju- even when we just f- first started or just entered into the game, the the learning curve from the amount of information learned from that point to now. Is, oh my god, is ridiculous. And it's only been a little bit of time, but there's that much to learn. So yeah. that much to learn. Yeah, if you're if you're just stepping into it or or what have you, if you us or anybody that's knowledgeable, just please seek that out. Yeah. But I, I just want to say to people who drop comments um, and engage with us on, on that particular topic, whether you agree, disagree, please, by all means. I mean, yeah, we're definitely open to the yeah. dialogue. Drop Email that. us info at blackwatts.cc. Hit us on IG, DM us individually, yeah. however you want to do it. Please yeah. do it. We're, we're here for all the discussion and the dialogue. Keep, keep sending those links via text message. I only ask that you subscribe once you watch the video. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also, if you're going to have an open dialogue about the things that we're discussing, please don't let this be the only episode that you've watched. Like, please go back and watch some of our episodes from season one. And we talked about it before. Like, Yeah, like, th- these aren't new topics for us. We're just mm-hmm. going more in depth with them. Yeah. Um, so we just only ask that while you're expecting us to have a breadth of knowledge about what we're talking about, you have a breadth of knowledge about what we're speaking about on our podcast. Yeah, and our point of view, right? And like, our point of view. You, you really try to take into account what our point of view is based on who we are. Even though there are three of us, we're not a monolith. We're not the same, right? right. Like, so how we each have come into the industry it's different, so mm. you know. Th- so we're here for it. Hit us yeah, up, please do. Bong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So no, what I was going to transition from that to was about all clubs. Yeah. Chris went out there by himself. By, by the myself. Way. Sure, dude. Yo, by right. myself. By myself. I, I was definitely <laughs> out there, and and I, you know, I know you guys probably have a few questions for me, but Bahati made a comment in his keynote address, saying that all bike clubs are needed. Right, you. We need not just one or two massive clubs. We need a lot of clubs because that's what provides strength in the industry. And to tie back to what we were just saying, if someone just purchased a bike, they should be able to see themselves represented in some shape, form, or fashion in the industry, in industry marketing, and how things are positioned to them. Um, and hopefully, there's a club out there that they that can welcome them in so they can continue their cycling journey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before you dive in, because that that brings up a, a really interesting thought that I'm having, is that I, I notice a lot of brands focusing on race teams, and to that point, I think brands to start to focus on clubs and represent clubs in the industry. It's far more people here. Yeah. There's far, far more, more pe- people, and there's a far greater connection that could be had. So that's just the thought that for the brands that are out there, you know, like find you find a club that you can connect with and or really, three or four or three or four. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one, but find a, a club that you can connect with and push, you know, push the brand. Yeah, because but, and it's OK, I'll say this last bit. <laughs> the sneaker industry has been showing you the way. <laughs> the sneaker, so you're not recreating the wheel. Like, Nike wouldn't be Nike. Wait, we're not allowed to bring to Nike's connection to the cycling. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> we're not? Somebody said that. Somebody said that to us. But, no, but but the, but what the way they do the 
the grassroots marketing by providing product to AAU teams, to high school teams, to college teams, like all that matters more than just what's worn on the professional floor. It is. Like yeah. Kyrie Shoe does so well because his takedown model and the price point can be purchased by 13-year-olds, 10-year-olds, and 11-year-olds at 50 at 50 bucks. Yeah. Right? Like so and they Kyrie's their favorite player and they want to play like Kyrie, but it's there. It was. And the whole AAU team has them. It was there. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, bro. Yo, given we had the proper resources for Black Watts, man, listen. You don't even understand what we be doing out here. <laughs> Holler at us, man. Come on. Come on. We taking seed money. Come on. <laughs> but yes, uh, circling back on all clubs, like, take us through that experience for those that didn't yeah, go. Yeah. Like, you land in L.A. Land in L.A. Well, mine was kind of hectic because I had to teach that night, so I had to rush to the hotel, um, which was in Long Beach, by the way. Long Beach is a beautiful city. But the airport's not far from Long Beach. It's about 30 minutes. Okay. It's about 30 minutes. About 45 minutes to an hour or so with traffic. Because, you know, traffic is still traffic in L.A., which is ridiculous. But we'll talk about that another time. Got to the hotel. Check-in wasn't real smooth. That's not on the club. That's just the hotel wasn't up on their game with it. But once once I checked in and everything, it was lovely. Now, it was the real love is to walk into the hotel and just see so many people that I've been seeing traveling with my bike, mm-hmm. right? Like... People like, yo, Chris, what's up? Or nailing on my name, like, yo, what's up, Black Watts? Like that, that, that. What's um, up, Black Watts? Did you get called Chad once? I did get called Chad once. <laughs> Shout out to Karan from KRT. We were on a ride. I know he knows my name, but it was so funny because he was like, damn, man, I didn't mean to call you Chad. I was like, bro, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. All the time. It happens all the time. Um, but we, uh, you know, like a- arriving, seeing Mr. Carter, like just seeing like Jenna. And like Tay and KD, like just people that you see a lot, you uh-huh. know, like you begin to form these bonds with them. And it's almost like you've been apart, but as soon as you come back together, it's like you never ended the conversation. The conversation just it's like a, a family reunion. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's and it's so much love in a room and so many hugs and smiles, man. Like just on that initial greeting, I can't even put into words how heartwarming it feels. And then the next day was Friday morning. Um, it was brisk. How many degrees? It was like 40. Chad would have been challenged. <laughs> no, I would have been challenged. home. You would have been challenged, bro. It, it Not was, even outside with a camera. Like, I got y'all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yo, I, with his coat. <laughs> Yo. I turned into media man. Was, you know. But it was, it was cold. It was like in the low 40s, pretty much for the vast majority of the ride. And no then thanks. it warmed yeah. up to maybe <laughs> mid-50s. Okay. Um, but... They had a tent there, um, L.A. Bike Connection, I think it's the name of that. Please, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm not remembering correctly. Small local bike shop, L.A. Bike Academy, I think. Yes, local bike shop and group that does things to help foster and grow um, the cy- cycling in the in the local communities there for for Black and Brown youth and uh, uh, underprivileged youth, I believe. They have a team. They do tons of things to bring people out on rides. So that was great. Giant had a a, a follow car. Which had uh, like rent, like they had tons of bike wheels in the car. Like when people, people got flats, you know. Like so, that was love. Um, shout out to how Bahati and the entire team from all clubs kind of came together. To every morning, we got like a welcome address. Is that who put on the, the yeah, whole event? Yeah. So it was the name of the group is actually All Clubs. Uh-huh. That's the name of. It. They've been around since uh, since twenty sixteen. So it's All Clubs is a. 
bike club, a yeah. cycling club. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I thought it was just the name of the event. Um, it's my understanding that it's it's a it's a club that has an event. Okay. I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I left with from the with the impression of. Um, they've been doing this since 2016, but every morning we got a welcome address calling out every single club that, that was in attendance. Mm, so, that, so, so that was dope, you know, and just meeting people there, even though it was cold, collectively being cold, and we rolled out that first ride on, on, on Friday. It was really, really cool riding to the, to the uh, first stop point. It got a little spicy. Yeah. Always gets a little spicy, <laughs> you know, because you have so many different riding, you know, uh, uh, demographics there, and riding rider types, I should say. So it got a little spicy. Uh, but when we got to the first stop point, which was uh, happened to be a parking lot, we just, the, 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 the leadership group said, all right, we're going to break into, all right, this is going to be a more leisurely pace. Mm. And people that want to ride faster basically ride with the pros. So shout out to Sharon okay. uh, and, the, and all the crew from Methods to Winning that were out there that were holding us down. They're a strong group. Professionals are professionals for a reason. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yo, there was a homie. Who was like, man, we're going so slow. I want us to be at like 28 to 30. <laughs> it was like legit, bro. And sure enough, we That's got we some got speed, <laughs> baby. We, it was, it was, it was a nice push. It was very, very good. Relatively flat from the vast majority of the ride out to the uh real midpoint where it overlooked the, the water. It was just a great, great spot. We chilled there for like an hour. And then from there, um, the Methods to Winning group, that, that like that A group, we mm. separated off and we did uh, a little bit of climbs. Went to where Kobe's home was. Um, we got to see some bad pathways that were near boardwalks and just near beach and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool to see. What was the elevation in LA like compared to, to home? home? Yeah, uh, it's different, bro. Because when we were like on P on the PCH for a bit, that's that's relatively flat. Um, when we went to where Kobe was, that was like a climb, maybe 800 feet. Not crazy, maybe four or five percent grade. Mm. Not, not nothing crazy at all. It's manageable though. Very manageable, very doable. We took it easy going up there. Nobody's rushing up. We literally just were, were talking on mm. the way up the hill. Um, but, but, we got some. But they have sprint segments that they do that last for like five miles. We don't have that. Like, they had, like, a segment where they really had us up to 30, 32 miles an hour for, like, five or six miles straight. That's a long time. That was intense. Fun as fuck, but intense. <laughs> intense. What was your heart rate? I got to about 175. <laughs> <laughs> My voice was cracking. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, just hang on. <laughs> but no, no, but it was um, it was dope, though. It was it was dope pulling, rolling turns, pulling turns. I had a couple of times I, I pulled, so that was pretty cool. Um but when we this on Saturday we went to the mountains, and that shit, I got up real. Yeah, like we had like a five to seven, two five to seven mile climbs of different grades. So the first one was like five to maybe had some tens in there. So okay, probably call the average like a seven or so. Nice switchbacks going up, mm. coming back down felt like you were coming down Alpe du Zwift. Like you just going down, like oh shit! I've been going down for like seven, eight minutes right now. <laughs> like it's, some soccer shit. It's, it's real. No, it wasn't that because it was like in a neighborhood. So okay. even oh. though we were going down, it was that wasn't hitting like forty five, fifty. No, no, no. We got we got the forty five. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. Did you feel safe though, or were no, you I like felt, oh shit, this car gonna pull out? <laughs> no, no, no. I felt totally safe because it was a nice two lanes. 
It was legit two lanes oh, on the road going traffic yeah. going down. So we all stayed in the right lane. So it was cool. But it was good to see the pros hit them corners, though. Did you super tuck at all? Uh, did not. <laughs> Too <laughs> afraid. <laughs> Too afraid of the turns. But then the second clown we did of that day, that one was challenging. That one, we had some 13 or 14% pitches in there. That one probably averaged out to about eight. But it was, uh, the views on this one were crazy. It was crazy. So I was with the front group for probably like two miles of the seven yeah. or so. But then I was just like, I'm missing all the views. <laughs> so, like, so you I tried, like slowed down? I slowed down and, yeah. and there was a couple of homies that were riding with me. And I was like, y'all see these views, man? Look at this. This is amazing. Like, I don't get to see this. Yeah. Right? We see trees. Yeah, we just see trees. So, <laughs> I mean, again, it was still neighborhood feel. So we weren't in the actual mountains. But just to go up and just to be able to see the ocean and the city and, and all that, man, like, I, I really, really enjoyed it. That's dope. I enjoyed it a lot. So that's day that was the, so that's what I just described was a little bit of day one and day two. Day one was the part of us where we went to like okay. where Kobe lives, uh, and then day two we went to we went to the Liberty the the Freedom Bell, Korean Freedom Freedom Bell, Friendship Bell I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. and that was good with Nelson Vale and yeah. all those folks. That oh, was, he was out there. He was out there. Oh, he was dope. out there. Yeah, it was dope. And one of the homies that he would, he raced with I think had passed or he knew of. So there was this guy who was representing him. He had like a blinged out silver TT like bike mm -hmm. and he had homies picture hanging on both sides of the oh room. yeah 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 just kind of say I'm representing him out here it was a lotus uh that old lotus frame that we saw in um at Shram's headquarters remember they were yeah, talking about yeah, that yeah. lotus frame yeah yeah so yeah. he had that and he was riding it so going out to the lip to the fr friendship bell was really cool because it was really high up and got beautiful views of the water and then a group of us Bahati took a group or the Methods of Winning Crew, I should say, took a group of us away. That's where we did the climbing, the five to seven mile climbs. And that was pretty dope. Now you that understand why they're so strong out oh, there. Oh, man. And, and we didn't even go to GMR. That's a whole other climb, like mountainous, like for real mountainous climb. That's like, sheesh, you got to drive someplace. I think it's Glendora, I think. And then the, the climb is like 10 miles or 12 miles or something like that, I think. And it's crazy. You got a couple of ways to come down, but they were like, the next time you come back, Chris, you got to do that climb. But that's like a day. Like a whole day dedicated to climb. It's going it's to bust your ass. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I'm definitely with it. And you know, Kyle, Kyle was Kyle was like a kid in the candy store, uh, man. We, we, got yeah, we got a friend, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, he likes to just climb. He loves to climb, man. He he really, really enjoys climbing. And so he was, he was like a, a pig in slop. Yeah. My grandmama would say, like, he was just so happy, man. So it was it was great. It was great. And then Saturday, Sunday, yeah, there was, like, a, a, a picnic slash barbecue. Uh, we just listened to good 80s, 70s, 90s music was playing. Um, two food trucks. Okay. Yeah, so it was dope. It was dope. And then the, the, the Philly crew was watching the Eagles game and all that, so it was dope. Had your Frankie Beverly going. I had the Frankie Beverly. <laughs> had the Mac 10. <laughs> E40. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, had, we had some real West true, Coast. True, little, like, true West Coast. True West Coast, old school, like 90s, <laughs> Yeah, West Coast music was pumping, so it was nice, though. Any any learnings from this whole experience? Yeah, like, um, one is that we, we need to do something like this on the, on the East Coast. Like... <clears throat> And that traveling with your bike is a is an important experience to have because you really get to see how big the community is. Mm -hmm. 
You know, like, because you get a little bit of Memphis, you get a little bit of the Carolinas, you get a little bit of the Northeast, you get a little bit of the Midwest, a little bit of the, the West Coast. Everybody kind of comes together at like Mac One Love, at all clubs, at Seagull Century. Like, there are some spots where people just kind of come together and have been coming together for maybe a generation of cyclists or mm-hmm. so. Um, and it's just good to just, you just see so many people. Right, so yeah, you got your go fast A group. You're always going to have that, right? The spicy um, side of things. But it's just when, when you do the camaraderie ride portion, you get to just talk to so many people. And then when you get off the bike, one of the things that all clubs did great is they had that panel. Uh, Friday afternoon was a panel, and it was a great panel. They talked about a number of things. I loved the the Queens panel because we had women there speaking. I would have liked to have seen some women that have have been riding for longer because everyone up there we all knew them but they were basically new to riding within the last okay. four or five years um most of them were covid cyclists that are now cycling yeah. but i would have liked to have seen some ogs who had been riding for 10 years or so talk about some of the same topics that they were were touching on um zwift zwift headquarters is in long beach so we mm. rode past zwift uh kate from zwift was there and she talked about Swift's commitment to women and cycling and diversity in cycling. She's the head of like women's initiatives. So she was really talking about how Swift has done things at a very large level with like the Tour de France and really trying to push women in cycling and equity in with women in cycling and how Swift as a platform has created an, an environment where women have gotten more of a chance to show what they can do and to be showcased uh, so that they can win pro contracts. Mm-hmm. So, so that was good to just hear her and what you know what Zwift has been doing as a as a as a company and some of the cool things. So overall, man, it was it was it was love. But the off the bike aspect of it was was dope. I met this dude. I can't think of his name. Sorry, brother, I can't remember your name. But he made his own wheels. He's just a tinkerer. He used to ride uh, motorcycles. Made his own wheels. He literally made his own wheels. Oh, that's dope. Carbon joints? Carbon joints. <laughs> wow. Again. Bro, I was like, oh, so you're an engineer? He was like, nah, I just always take. You know how you get some people that are just di- just didacts and they just yeah. pick up stuff yeah. and they just with it? You know, so he used to make parts for motorcycles, you know, and he just decided to make parts for wheels. So he was like, yeah, I ride my own wheels. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, man. Like, I don't so, know if I got that level of trust in myself. Bro, word, in, bro. in myself. I might even ride those, but yeah. the ones I make. Bro, he it, it was dope talking to him, just hearing how his mind works. You know, like he is truly like an inventor. Mm. You know, a tinkerer, like somebody who is just like, all right, cool. I like this. I don't like what I'm seeing, so I'm going to go ahead and make something that's catered to what I want it to be. So, <sighs> those are the stories that need to be told. Yes, yes, absolutely. It absolutely, he definitely... His story definitely needs to be told because just in general, like the, he was a cool brother too. You know, he was a really cool brother, tall, like maybe six four, six five. You know, he had a size sixty two bike. You know what I'm saying? But because um, you know he he was giving off a great draft too. So that, <laughs> of course, of course, so, yeah. No, but all clubs was fantastic. I highly recommend. Wait, that. you didn't really talk about the gala. Oh yeah, I forgot about That's the game. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, forget about yeah. it. Then you put a tuxedo on. I man, oh you know I like to get dressed up, bro. And I ain't even bring out the swagginess, bro. Like I ain't bring out my slippers. You know what I'm saying? I kept it real easy with the patent leather Valentino. You know what I mean? I just kept it real simple. You know? Yeah, different. But though. the gala was great. Oh my god, like it was so well done. Step and repeat was great. Cash bar 
Um, I wish it wouldn't have been a cash bar, like literal cash. I wish they could have taken electronic payment because not as many people just carry cash. Yeah, I don't carry cash. Yeah, but the setup inside. Shout out to the AV crew. Shout out Mm. to the production crew. They had two big gigantic screens. The stage was set nice. The dance floor was set nice. The speakers were great. I would have loved for one of the speakers to be uh, someone new to the industry. Um, uh, Karan and KRT won an award. Uh, The current women that were amongst, I'm sorry, racers that were amongst is that one big during the season. They were recognized like Cherie won an award. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, um, that was great, and they had live music. Oh, that's dope! It was a live band playing, and those ladies, let me tell you, listen, giving it up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> giving it up, giving it up. It that's was a dope. real vibe. It was a real, real vibe. So, all in all, it was good. The food, you know, gala food is gala food. You know what I mean? Like, so I, you know, I try not to be too critical of the of, of the gala food, but in general, though, very well done very smooth in how it all transpired and how I received it. Um, I love the way the, the technical aspects of it were, were pulled off. Very, very good. Um, the stage setup, the lighting setup, the, the audio visual setup was all on point. So shout out to everybody involved with, with all clubs and how you guys pulled that off. That was dope. So it sounds like you'll be back next year. Oh, yeah. And y'all coming too. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was telling me about the, the riding in LA. I was like, damn, I'm jealous as hell. So I'm like, yeah, I have FOMO for real. Definitely. Yes. It's like there. timing. Hey, um, shout out Lana for driving across the country, man. She, I seen that post what? and I was bugging, like, nah, you can't be serious. So she's still out there, I believe. Nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's spending, <laughs> she's spending some time out there. Yeah, it's worth, you know, like, you can't just go out there and turn right back around. So shout out to her for that. That's amazing. Last question, and we can move on. Is there anything you wish you would have done more of, seen more of, or? Yeah, I wish we had a little more time. Um, Because I, I understood what they were doing, where they were splitting up the day between on the bike and off the bike mm-hmm. stuff. I wish we would have had more time to explore on the bike. Because if you start a ride at 7, you could be done before noon, right? Yeah, but, you know, we say 7. You know, we probably leave at 8.15. Mm-hmm. You say 7.30, but we probably left about 8.15. You should still be done before noon. Yeah, but I'm saying, but, like... You got from 12 all the way till nighttime to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, but I would have liked for it to be, like, a four-hour day on the bike, five-hour day on the bike, including stops. Um, but like, because there's just so much that I personally just wanted to see, like, I wanted to go further down the PCH, right? Like, um, but I understand they're catering to all different different levels of riders. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to really have the resources, like human resources, just to lead all these different guys. And I think the, the, you know, the goal is to keep everybody together. I can see that'd be tough. Yeah. Ken, man, like, can I, I didn't say this before, but. You know, I mentioned Bahati's name a lot, but Ken, Ken is really the the main point man for the whole thing. Like he was the MC. He greeted us every morning. You know, like he worked really hard on the back end of things with a lot of the folks on, with Bahati and, and his other partner. You know, but shout out to Ken, man. He's a he's a very cool brother. Mm. Um, old school, old school. But he he's you know what I mean, like but. He, he's not like one of these go fast, like 
but Hottie's the racer of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a crew, like if three of us, I could be the racer. Like, you know, he won all the awards or whatever, but mm-hmm. we, you know, and Ox stands alone in that, but it's collectively when we work together, it's like, you know, it really moves mountains and, and that's what Ken was. Ken was definitely like the person who, he made a great point that I'm not sure a lot of people got. He's, when, when he was speaking, he said, we want as this this community of cyclists that are here, when we partner with brands and companies, we want it to be a partnership. We don't want mm-hmm. donations. All right. We want to be peers when we sit across the table. He said, because to me, donations, I'm paraphrasing, it's like you're handing something down, which means that you're elevated above who you're donating to. We want true partners where we see eye to eye. And that, that resonated with me because that's how we feel. Yeah. Yeah, like, we've been saying that you know, since we, we entered the the the, the whole industry. Like since we started cycling. The yeah, business like, of cycling. And he and he's saying that, you know, like one of the things that was frustrating him, again, I'm paraphrasing, was that people want to donate. They don't want to like truly be partners. And he was like, for all of you in the audience that are a part of the C suite, that are decision makers, that control budgets, look look at what look at what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, you know, 350 of us here right now. And this is only a, a small microcosm of how big this is. If we got the resources that you have, imagine what can happen. Right. Yeah. And I'm just overhearing y'all don't have resources. That's a yeah. lot. Go ahead. <laughs> Chris is like cringing right now. <laughs> Chad. Chad. No, but it was, it was all in all though, it was it's a great event. And it's a it's a great event because of when it comes in the season, right? It's it's like it's like it's the it's the gala to kind of it's weird because it kind of celebrates the season's accomplishments. But it's at the top of the yeah, calendar of the year, year. Yeah. Right? Like so but it, you know, clearly technically it's at the it's in the, near the end of the cycling season. Yeah, he's so right in January. He, Ken is so right, man. Shout out to Ken. You know, just it just gives me confirmation or us confirmation that we're not standing alone in this no, fight. Not at all. Not at all. Not you at know, all. and like, yeah, there are many other people that feel the exact same way. So, like, when we say things, it doesn't sound egregious. No, it doesn't. To the word Chris so, used earlier. Yes. So, <laughs> so shout out to to all clubs, Ken and Bahati and the rest of the team. I, please forgive me if I'm leaving off your names. I'm not the best name person, but I'm great with faces. It was very well done event. Very well done. Event. Dope. And how many, I mean, you, I'm sure you can't remember all the clubs, but like, shout out those clubs, man. Yeah. Like, sheesh, I should have, you know what? I Next time I'm going to write all of y'all down because I should have done that. There were probably, I want to say maybe 10 to 15 different clubs, clubs represented. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And that's not all the clubs. I know no. there's more clubs out there. Not, not by far. But like from our side, we had blood, sweat, and gears over there. So shout out, um, KRT, QRT, of course. Us. Who else came um, from our side? Uh, oh yeah, um, Bank City. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are the East Coast folks that were out out that way. But then you had the major the major tailors. <laughs> you know, they always come with four or five different. So they were there. Uh, a couple of other West Coast related clubs. There, I think there was somebody there from Texas, but I, I, mm. I couldn't, I can't remember the name of, of where the club. But yeah, but it was, it was very, very diverse, very, very diverse. Dope. That's what's up, man. We'll be there next year. Yeah, we, we're gonna have to come yeah. out. 
Yeah, you got to come out, man. You, you got to come out. And shout out to Karan and KRT and QRT because they bring the youthful energy. <laughs> they bring the youthful energy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you can always count on them to swag and surf. You know what I mean? Like, I it mean, was, wait, I can still swag and surf. <laughs> I'm just saying we can't, but you know what I mean? We can, it, actually, we created the swag and surf. We did. <laughs> we did. But just shout out to them and their energy and, and you know, they consistently show up and getting a, a good number of participants from their club. And yeah. I think, to me, <clears throat> what I loved about what he and his team have done was that they have really worked with their their club members to get them to understand the importance of traveling with their bikes. Mm -hmm. So some of those folks, it was their first time traveling with their bikes to LA. So that was great, you know, and, and, um, and I want to say that to say that all the clubs that watch us, that see us talk to your club members, try to try to really get them to get a bike bag and put that that bike in that bag and, and, and get on the road with their bike. And just pick one or two. Just just choose one that fits your time. There's always going to be something that fits your schedule. And just get out there and meet the greater community. Hell yeah. I hope it's Black Watch Day if you're going to travel. Oh, yeah. Come see us. Definitely yeah. come see us. Sure. You know? That's that's happening Father's this Day year. Weekend. Yeah. Father's Day weekend. We're going to make it exciting. That's Saturday. Add come some, on out. Some new things. Some new things. So so definitely come out. And, uh, you know, we're going to work on some some more things here so that we can try to make a multi-day event on the, on the east side so that it can partner up with like all clubs celebration yeah i'm just not putting on a tux bro bro you're gonna put on a tux, bro. <laughs> you're gonna put on a suit bro you gotta put on a suit him up nah fam you gotta put on a suit bro then come in looking like you know what i mean with your jordans on whatever it don't matter bro but you, you you're gonna we're gonna have to get something dressy bro. suited and booty with the ones on with the ones put it. <laughs> it's your style bro nah, i'm not putting on no tux man i love getting dressed up I'm you dressed up right it? now. Nah, Chad, I'm talking <laughs> about like, you know what I mean? Like women with the gowns on, you know what I'm saying? Fellas with the suits on, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Cleaned Chris wants the hard nice. bottoms with the fur on yeah, right here. He wants Chris is wearing hard bottoms, no socks. He wants to <laughs> no show his socks. ankles. Show the ankles. Do his little James Brown yes, ankle. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Celebrate. All right, we'll see. But I'm not putting on tux. But <laughs> <laughs> put a suit on with a t-shirt, bro. It's all good. Rock your style, man. Nah, but um, no, nah, I just I, I I do think we should be you know doing something on the on the East Coast. Figure out maybe if there's a way for us to partner with all clubs and make a East Coast version of it or something of that, and just celebrate the community. Yeah, you know. Nice. So. Um, but are we are we rapping? Is it time? Yeah, it's about time. Damn, it's about time. That happened real quick. It did. It did. It did. So again, takeaways from this episodes: brands, companies, diversify your bonds. <laughs> like diversify your rooms, like your teams, like have more people. Not just people that ride bikes or just started riding bikes, but like actual people of color. Like, you know, like Southeast Asians, black and brown people, you know, like just just get us all in the room. Transgender, Transgender non-binary, non-binary. Like all of these stories need yes. to be told and heard. I mean, I, and I know not every brand is great with storytelling, right? Like some brands are better with storytelling than others. Some brands are better than marketing than others. But all of you make great products because vast majority of your products, if not all of your products, are showcased in one of the world tour races, men or women's. Like, so if you have those resources to provide the bikes 
for the, the equipment for for those cyclists, you know, we're actually buying the same bikes too, right? Like, so we want to be seen in the marketing. We want to be, we want, we want to see you at the community events. We want to see you out on the local group rides. We want your presence to be felt because we're spending the dollars for it. Absolutely. The, if you're able to tell a story, you're able to connect. There's, there's an emotional connection between the story being told and the consumer. You know, like we always talk about, there's a reason why you see so many people wearing brands like Patagonia and the likes of, because there's a connection between, or uh, Patagonia, Ben and Jerry's, there's because there's this connection that's happening. That's funny. The, 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 the storytelling seems to be, at least from our perspective, seems to be just a, a greater tool or, or just wielded better by the smaller, like the larger the company, then it just seems like the storytelling is not trashier, but y'all are just, maybe not just good it's at it. It's trashier. Right? So, yeah, so trashier. if that's something that we talked about this last time, if you care, if you care to, to, to really get at the people that you're selling to and really want to talk to them, then the storytelling aspect, you could just look down at your the smaller peers and just see what they're doing. Like, they're doing a great job at it. Um, and if, if it's something you, you know, you want help with or speak there's, to the people about, yeah, we got it. There's Come so through. many small sample sizes of, of, of ways for you to, to tell a story, mm -hmm. you know, like if you look at another industry, that's kind of going through a very similar journey that you're on, like golf is one and you see what golf is, has been doing over the years to, to attempt to integrate communities to the sport you know you look at what jordan is doing with uh east side golf and allowing them to kind of tell the story and, and share that there are other people besides white men that are <laughs> playing golf yeah. you know there's a whole community of, of black men through east side golf that are playing golf and they're wearing their chains they're wearing their jordans now and you see this whole connection to the culture yeah you know, of now you got DJ Khaled playing golf. You got 50 Cent and Travis Scott playing golf. That would have not happened 20 years ago. So why can't the cycling industry connect to the culture? Could you imagine, you know, like if there was this connection to like Jay-Z on a bike? How many kids would be like, yo, Jay-Z's riding a bike. He's in tights. All right. He made, yo, if... If you have two chains carrying something that, that looks like a purse, I ain't going to call it a purse, and it made it comfortable for other men to wear this crossbody bag. Crossbody. Crossbody <laughs> bag. Then imagine what it could what could happen if someone like a two chains was in cycling apparel. It would make it comfortable for this kid that's 18 years old to get on a bike and do the exact same thing. Yeah, but you, they, they are in the boardroom like two, two chains. Who are you talking about? That's what I mean. You need somebody Listen, in the room, bro. I exactly. And look, and look, I, I, I get it. Right. Like you, I'm glad you brought up golf because golf is in trouble. Like it, it is the one sport that is dying on the vine. Um, once Tiger be. Woods, it shouldn't be. Is, uh, they had the God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how? How? Yeah. How is that possible? How are you downhill right now? It doesn't make but sense. It, cycling though, it's there's so like, like you can draw a through line from I can easily storytell. It's always about when you got your first bike to when you're riding around with your buddies 
to when, if you raced, if you didn't race, how you had a family or you moved on to a different part of adulting and then you came back to the bike or you never yeah. left the bike. Like it's, 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 it's so frustrating sometimes because it's so easy, right? It's, it's an easy lift. It really I, is an easy lift. I think the correlation between like others, we said this before, but more to get more in depth with it, the correlation between a pro football player and then somebody who just likes to throw the ball around is like, there's a, a great divide between that. Like, yes, you're a fan, but okay, whatever. But as far as like riding bikes, I can speak or storytell on a pro level and have that have the exact same impact or the same level impact if I come down here to the, yes. to the user and tell stories down here. Yes. It's the same thing. The it same doesn't thing. happen with too many other sports, like where that one-to-one is there, where it's like the, the, the trade-off between pro and just a, a regular individual that rides, that the storytelling is the same or that you could market the exact same. I can't. I could market you a football jersey because you're a fan of Patrick Mahomes, yes, but I can't yeah. get you to be Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes at all, like yeah. on no level. But I can market a pro, uh, either crit rider or somebody who rides in a tour, and I can market to you the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how that would be, why they would fail to do so. Yeah, because there's so many stories to be told. So everyone's journey is completely different as to why they're on that bike. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 different. and I believe the economics of it all makes sense, right? Like the ROI on it is really... You know, yes, you can have some type of immediate impact in terms of how it can impact sales or, you know, something like that. But brand value. Yeah. Like Coca-Cola's brand is so freaking strong. That's a century in the making. Yes. But it, they continue to tell stories. They yeah. continue to. No, that's adjust. what I mean. They, They've they, been doing You know it. what I mean? Like Coke is. Think about all the commercials that Coke has done, all the projects that Coke has done. And it has never stopped. I feel like. From at least from COVID until now, all the storytelling that I've seen throughout the cycling industry has been kind of the same. And it's been disjointed. There hasn't been like, okay, we told this story, now we're telling like like you're saying, uh, the spectrum, right? Like these pros, these regular people, these people <laughs> yeah. in the middle. There is the the spectrum isn't ping ponging around the spectrum, right? It's just these pros, these pros, these pros. And even not even individual, right? Like, I mean, Peter Sagan had something with Specialized that they tried. I don't know how successful it was, but usually they just talk about the teams. It's almost like it's football. Mm-hmm. It's weird, yeah. right? Like, it's not like it's like basketball where you see everybody and it can be, you can have some individuals, but it's like, fine, if you're going to tell the team story, tell the team story, but then tell the club story. Right. Or how did you get there? Like, yeah. if you're if you're a pro now, then you weren't always, or even if you were, you were young. So then there must be some young kid that's attempting to become pro now. There's a story about him right now. Well, like the kids the were speaking, yeah, with, yeah, that too. And the kids were talking about like um, that were highlighted uh, for the HBCU. Those guys that yes. are that are on Same teams right now. Yeah, yeah so, I mean these they're just all over the place. If you just, you know what I mean, got your head from out of that cloud and just come down to where. Where these people are, uh, where the stories actually are, you look around like, oh shit, it's a lot going it, on, man. It, it may be more work, right? Um, <laughs> more it, I, I because do. you're not used to it, right? Like, yeah, no, because, because you're, you're right. You're a thousand percent right. It's more, it's more brain power. Yeah. But I think just you know, like from a social perspective, just posting the bike on your social page and expecting that to just wow people to go by is going to get old real quick. 
It is. You see that new? You see what I did with the change? Yeah. You see what I did? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, like the ahead. hyper focus on the on the bike is is going to get old as more people enter the, the cycling industry, and like we want some sort of human connection to these brands. Mm-hmm. You know, like people think some of these brands have like. 20, 20 floor offices and they're not they're in really small buildings mm-hmm. um and there's like 80 people that work there and so like that's the disconnect for global yeah for global major cycling brand yeah that is that is the disconnect and i think if there's a human connection then you're allowing people to to kind of be front row everyone wants to be front row you're allowing people to be front row and center into the brand that is what we all want as end consumers so when you're not talking to us, you're making us feel like we got we're in the nosebleeds and nobody likes to feel like they're in the nosebleeds on not anything. Not at all. So do better. Do better. That's on y'all, man. We're here to help. <laughs> That's on you. And, <laughs> and no, but but the three of us are here to help. Like we have ideas. We we interact with people. Yes, we're not twenty five deep, twenty five years deep into the industry. But that's the beauty in it, though. I don't believe that you need to be. No, right? that's like, the beauty in it. If we were, perhaps then the ideas or, or the, the the concepts or the vision would be stale. If, if, it, if you were just possibly, that deep yeah. into possibly. it, like, or or you would just come with twenty five years worth of bias and you couldn't maybe see clear. And even if it's not super clear, it's just a different perspective. And to add on, for me to be able to collect a whole bunch of different perspectives and I can move forward with that information yeah. is far yeah. more valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, and shout out to the people who have been in the industry for 25 years and have been preaching the same message that yeah. we're talking I, cause about. Because I'm sure they're in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they mad as hell. Like, I'll be saying this. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? right, 20 right. years, everybody yeah. listening. Right, right. Hold up. Yeah. I know we were supposed to end. Yeah, we should end. <laughs> we went on another rant. We did, we did. So <laughs> That's we did. because we're so passionate yes, about this. Are. It's a real topic, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a real topic, and we would love to continue the, the dialogue. Um, just hit us up. There's, it's easy for us to, to sit down, set up some time, and tell you more about how we're feeling and how we could progress in this industry. And that's really what it's about. We're not trying to regress. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Let us, we want to hear your perspectives, too, because yeah. just what we're talking about, if they get closed off, we don't want to be closed off to ideas and, and new visions and all that. So please. Different ways of thinking about things. Or share. Historical things that are, like I said, that are blockages or things that you just couldn't get around. Like, share it. We're here yeah. for you. All right. Alright, y'all. Yeah. Know what it is. <laughs> More watts. More watts. <laughs> Peace.